Welcome to Holistic Human Performance Podcast. My name is Jenna Bradshaw, where we talk all things holistic health, wellness, spirituality, fitness, meditation, energetics, and so much more to help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Let's dive in. This is not medical advice. This is simply to help you on your journey through health, fitness, and wellness. I hope this helps. You can complement this with anything that you are doing currently in your life. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holistic Human Performance. I'm your host, Jenna Bradshaw. Today, I'm going to get a little vulnerable. I am going to go into my cancer story, the journey I'm on, and I really just want to focus on the healing journey that I have gone through to heal this fear of a cancer reoccurrence. Because when I speak to a lot of uh, cancer survivors, especially other childhood cancer survivors, they will usually say that they don't even open the Pandora's box and they haven't even visited those emotions that come along with this like big T trauma. And there's an interesting statistic I was actually uh, able to be a part of this research study, which was done at Ithaca College, and they were trying to research how sports helped with cancer survivorship and the mindset that comes along with it. And it was interesting because in this study, it researched how pediatric cancer survivors I believe, don't quote me, that it was 60%. It could have been even higher of cancer survivors were in some form of either had a cancer reoccurrence or had some form of addiction. I'm not saying all of them, but this stated 60% or higher, I believe. Um, Most of them were addicted to alcohol, drugs, um, anything really, and ended up in some form of rehab and had some form of relapse. So that was really interesting because I know being in the world of energetics and spirituality and being an energetic healer myself, the importance of emotions and how they are harbored in the body. So when I was younger, I was diagnosed with leukemia at age three and a half. While I was going through that treatment, the doctors had told my parents, and I didn't know this until later in life, that, hey, she might be diagnosed with another form of cancer or illness down the road because of the treatment she went through. Again, this was in 95, something around there. So the treatment is much different than it is today. However, there's really not many other treatments being done to help 
cure childhood cancer and cancer in general, right? Like there's many theories and how this could possibly be done. There is a more modern technology that's taking over. So something called CAR T cell therapy was now released as a treatment for leukemia and any blood cancers. And, you know, so my parents didn't tell me this. I didn't find out this until later in life. So I never really spoke about, I can absolutely sit here and say that I harbored some major emotions as I was going through my teens, you know, my early twenties and, um, what came along with that. Right. So because of my repression of not speaking about my story, not that I didn't help, right. I was a part of many nonprofit organizations. I spoke in front of George Ross from The Apprentice at age 13 in front of businessmen and women and spoke about my story. I've, you know, I was 16 years old and did a speech at Cipriani's in New York City in front of thousands of businessmen and women, including Melania Trump and Ray Romano and Elvis Costello. So the fact that I did speak about it in a way, but it was, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm even having trouble now. It was more in a way that, you know, my parents made me do it, right? I was like, I wouldn't have done that on my own if my parents didn't push me. And I'm really glad that they did because it brought me to this place I'm at today where I'm able to create programs that help others who may be fearing cancer reoccurrence and working through that fear, you know, when you're going through cancer, the journey after, what now, what do you do? So those like really major emotions, um, that's what I help people go through. And where was I? So didn't find this out till later, right? I repressed, I repressed. And then when I was age 20, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and the surgery went amazing. Thank God I had the best doctor. So this is, this is the pros and cons, right? When we get into the Western um, world of medicine, Western medicine, I had gone, I was in college. I was 20 years old. I was finishing up, uh, finals, my last two weeks of junior year, I was competing for um, and training for a state championship meet in track and field. And this happened and it was like a drum bop, a drum, a bomb, excuse me, dropped on my entire world. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? There's no way I already went through cancer once. I don't want to do it again are you crazy? So, you know, I would, so my grandma, she passed away when I was about 14 or 15 years old from melanoma. So I believe that that point triggered something in me subconsciously to fear subconsciously cancer reoccurrence. And again, I didn't talk about it. I was like unaware of these emotions and these feelings. And when I was going through this process of you know, going, preparing for surgery on my neck. Like I have to sit here and say that I totally blocked everything out. Like I blocked that shit out. I just pushed through it. That warrior in me 
anyone who knows me knows I have that warrior spirit. Um, I pushed through that shit because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And yeah, like it was a very traumatic time in my life. I came back. I, but I have to say death was not an option for me. I wasn't even like, I'm going to die. I was like, no, this is going to be done. I'm going to be over with this and I'm going to keep it moving because that's what's meant to be. And I think that mindset really did set me up for success at that time. But right now I am like, after that, I had to do major healing work, like major, and I'm still going through it, but it's so much better. Like I can literally sit here and tell you that I I'm not fearful of a cancer reoccurrence ever again in my life. I know it's done. And when you can have that focus and that mindset, that determination, that is going to set you up for success because what you think will be. Your thoughts determine everything around you, your external world, your body, your mind, your soul, like your thoughts create an emotion in your body, which creates a physical response in the body. And if you, I'm not saying one thought is going to do this. This is over time, over time. And these emotions that we repress are stored in our body and our organs. And so I, this quote I read, I believe it's out of the journey of the sacred warrior. It stated the organs weep what the eyes don't. And when you keep doing that over and over and over again, your body is going to have a physical response, negative or positive. It just depends on your thoughts. Are they negative or are they positive? And are you resilient? And resiliency is a key factor in personality for people who are going through health adversities, especially obviously cancer, because that is life or death. Um, so, and it's the second leading cause of death in the United States. 1.8 million people are diagnosed every year. And it just comes to a point where it's like, what can we do on our own to release? The, it's like all around us, right? We don't live in this pure world anymore, honestly. So it's like, what can we do to get to this point of thriving and releasing that fear of cancer reoccurrence because that will make you miserable and honestly if you keep saying to yourself I'm going to get cancer I'm going to get cancer I'm going to get cancer again odds are you're going to get cancer that's just how it goes it's law of attraction and you know that's what I help people through so as I was going through this process in college I'm 20 years old about to turn 21 and literally it was 25 days. I got the surgery before I turned 21. So I remember I was just like, I had a sinus infection going into it, probably because I was stressing the hell out internally, trying to suppress all these emotions. My immune system was down. I got sick. And so I remember I literally said to the anesthesiologist, I'm like, do whatever you have to do. Put this sleepy medicine in me. Like I want to be out cold. I have, I feel awful. And that was my energy. That was totally my energy. I had a migraine. Like it was, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So 
I remember they finally wheeled me in and I, I couldn't even eat. I was starving. And anyone that knows me, I get so hangry. So I'm getting real wheeled into the hospital room and or the um, operation room. And, you know, I said goodbye to my parents and I literally the doors opened and I was like, let's get this fucking shit over with. And the nurses were laughing. I was like, let's fucking go. I was like, doc, you better take care of me and I better come out of here alive. And that was it. Lights out. I went under, lights out. And people don't realize the amount of trauma that comes along with getting surgery on your body. And that was something that I had to work on later on in life because at that age, and again, this can happen, but I think we need to, it like, <clears throat> we need to work through these emotions when you go through trauma like that. So, you know, didn't work through that in my early twenties and it definitely played a role in me and my health and like this underlying fear of being di- diagnosed with cancer again. So I, did everything I could. I went on this major healing journey of really working on becoming at peace with my past and trusting my body. And in turn, I came out stronger on the other side and I'm able to guide people and hold major space for people who are going through the journey, the battle, even if you're a caregiver, it's a totally different ballgame for you on this other side and dealing with these really strong emotions and working through them so that you're not carrying on those, that strong emotion of fear and like you being diagnosed with cancer or you dying or your, your loved one dying. So when we can get strong in our mind, we can make anything happen because we can manipulate matter. So if we can do that. We can upregulate our genes. We can downregulate our genes and you can change your energy for well-being. And the goal is to thrive at the end of the day. So these tools and modalities that I talk about are the five buckets of mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and energetics. Each one of these buckets plays into the other. If one is overflowing, one's empty, one might be okay, but those are the buckets that you need to focus on. And once I I remember going through the healing process, which was absolutely awful, and So the doctor only removed, I went to Memorial Sloan Kettering, they did amazing. And what I wanted to say in the beginning, when I was going through the process of choosing the doctor, this is where Western medicine comes in. I went to the first doctor and I was basically interviewing them. And I want people to really have that in the back of their mind. Like when you're going to a doctor, it doesn't mean they know everything. And it doesn't mean that that's going to be the best situation for you. You need to go in there and you're asking the questions. You are interviewing them. If they're operating on your body, you better be asking the right questions. And that's also what I teach people. I help them guide that way through really rough decisions and uh, questions that you might need on this journey, on that guiding light. So the doctor said, the first doctor, he goes, all right, so this is, I had a 4.3 centimeter nodule, right, on my left thyroid sticking out. It wasn't like 
a lump. It was just like the whole side of my neck was like a little bit thicker. Um, and he goes, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in. We're going to remove the whole thyroid. We're going to give you radioactive iodine after the surgery, which by the way, kills your thyroid. And then you're going to have to be on Synthroid for the rest of your life or some type of thyroid medication so that you can function. And oh, by the way, it could completely screw up your menstrual cycle. And that was not the risk that I was willing to take. I, my gut was like in knots and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work for me. I was like, there's no other option. This is the only way that you have to do it. He's like, well, we're not sure. We can't tell with the biopsies if it's, you know, cancerous or not. It looks benign, but the thyroid cells are very similar And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's not going to work for me. I have another appointment with another another doctor after this, and I'm going to go to him and I'm going to see what he has to say because I just don't feel like this is right for me. And he goes, oh, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to see um, a doctor at Memorial Sloan Kettering. His name is Dr. Shaha, by the way. He's amazing, amazing, amazing. And they were like, he, the, the doctor goes, oh, Uh, I studied under him. I was like, well, there's my answer. So went to go see this doctor. He goes, he was very funny and just like, you know, he knew I was nervous and scared. So he, um, he said, listen, this is what we're going to do. I don't, it's encapsulated. So we're going to take out half of the thyroid. You're going to keep your other half. Hopefully that half kicks in you can function on one third of your thyroid. And if not, we'll have to figure out what to do after. I said, okay, perfect. Half the thyroid out. I don't have to take radioactive iodine and I'm not going to be on any medication after. Perfect. You're my doctor. Went through that, got the surgery done. The healing was just healing. The physical body is very hard Anyone that has physical uh, health adversity really knows that they wish they had their health back. And if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So I was laying in bed. I couldn't eat. I couldn't move. It was such a journey. And I just remembered like I had my mind. So I had to really focus on my mindset like, okay, I'm strong. I'm perfect health. I'm going back to school. I get to compete in track and fields. I get to go see my friends. I get to party. I get to have fun. I get to graduate. And I believe, honestly, like I, I know that not everybody's into sports, but sports really got me through some really tough adversities. And thankfully, my parents and my family is extremely healthy. We're in the fam. We are in the health and fitness industry. We have a family fitness business and just growing up really taught me to be tough mentally and law of attraction. If you know, like attracts like, and thankfully I knew this at a young age, I was really great at visualization. I was not a meditator at the time, but visualization and breath work were a part of my routine of, you know, like I was laying in bed all day. What else was I going to do? I would force myself to go for walks and just move and get you know, all the toxins out of my body after surgery and inflammation down. And 
I remember because it happened during the summer. So I would go to the beach. I would get like try to get some healing in there. I couldn't drive. I had to get people to drive me. And um, so I would just focus on affirmations, visualizations. I would picture myself walking and like going to hang out with my friends and competing and lifting heavy. And your mind is 99% of the battle with anything in life. Again, you can manipulate matter. So why not try it and see if it works? Because I get, I, I guarantee you will be surprised by the outcomes. Not only do you have to really have a strong mindset, you have to have the emotion that follows it where you feel it in your body that you are just magnetizing these amazing things coming into your life and you literally visualizing your health and just being strong as hell. And that really is what helped me, right? We have these tools and modalities of fitness and nutrition and meditation and breath work and nature, like those are tools. Those are the things you need to use when you're going through really tough times. And that's why having a foundation is very important because shit happens in life. It's inevitable. And how you cope with it and how you deal with it is going to be the whole journey. <laughs> it's going to be the whole journey, honestly. It's tough. No one says it's easy, but difficult journeys lead to beautiful destinations. And so it brought me onto this path of what I do for a living and going through the healing journey really put me on my spiritual path. It put me on me guiding people and holding space for them who are going through cancer, who are dealing with the cancer journey after and having a really difficult time who may have a family member who passed away or is dealing with cancer and you're really scared of and fearful of getting cancer. If you're a caregiver and you're scared of getting cancer, I am helping you with the fear and dealing with that strong emotion that really just sucks the life out of your soul. And it's very hard for you to live a very fulfilling life to manifest the things that you want and be healthy when you're living in fear, you're not able to live in a full well-being. You're not able to live fully in life and thrive. So you really want to focus on those strong emotions that you've now harbored, right? Because <clears throat> what I talk about in my book, A Survivor Story, are these really strong emotions that cause these cancer susceptible patients. I'll read them to you. And I'm sure if, if you follow me, you've heard me talk about these, but this is like the basis of my teaching and why I do what I do. And um, I read this out of the, the book, Winning the War on Cancer by Sylvie Beljansky. Um, I highly suggest looking them up as well. So she's been seeing patients over the last 20 plus years um, and cancer patients. And she noticed these different personality traits and it made them cancer susceptible. So these traits, there's seven of them. Number one, being highly conscientious, caring, dutiful, responsible, hardworking, and usually above average intelligence. Number two, exhibits a strong tendency toward carrying other people's burdens and taking of extra obligations, 
often worrying for others. Number three, having a deep-seated need to make others happy, being a people please with a great need, great need for approval. Number four, often lacking closeness with one or both parents, which sometimes later in life results in lack of closeness with spouse or others who would normally be close. Number five, harbors long suppressed toxic emotions such as anger, resentment, and or hostility. The cancer susceptible individual typically internalizes such emotions and has a great difficulty expressing them. Number six, reacts adversely to stress and often becomes unable to cope adequately with such stress. Usually experiences an especially damaging event about two years before the onset of detectable cancer. The patient is not able to cope with this traumatic event or series of events, which comes at a last straw on top of years of suppressed reaction to stress. Number seven, has an inability to resolve deep-seated emotional conflicts, usually beginning in childhood, often even unaware of their presence. As noted above, it is a long-standing tendency to suppress toxic emotions, particularly anger. And depending on the type of cancer you have, so for example, right, that's for cancer in general, the word cancer. Somebody who is diagnosed with breast cancer, let's say. So the breasts represent femininity, divine feminine nature. It also is where our heart chakra lies. And when you are someone, and I've seen this and heard this happen to women who have battled breast cancer, when they give themselves so much to a point where they don't even give themselves and they just take from their life force energy and their divine feminine nature, they usually end up with breast cancer. That is a cancer susceptible trait to women who, and sometimes men who undergo breast cancer. And again, this is the education and the tools that I want to teach other people so that they realize that they can keep their emotions in check and they can become at peace with where they're at in life, their journey, what they're dealing with, and really refocus and reshift your subconscious mind so that you can thrive in life. And again, these tools are exercise, right? Exercise is 50. It will help reduce risk for degenerative disease by 50%. And if you're someone who is going through cancer, exercising before, during, after, whatever this means, getting outside in nature, going for a walk, walking down the whole hall with your IV pole. I remember when I was three, three, four years old, I'm having IV pole races down the hallways with my fellow, you know, cancer battlers and, um, you know, things like that. So before, during, and after, you know, you're, you're exercising, you're moving your body daily, daily. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but you gotta push through and move your body because again, that reduces your risk of a cancer reoccurrence and prevention of cancer in general. It has been studied. It is known Even if you are going through cancer, it helps your immune system to boost so that it can attack cancer cells. And also it helps to flush out these environmental toxins that are creating 
these harmful toxins to our bodies that maybe our, our body can't fight against. But if we exercise, it helps to abuse, boost the immune system and it can attack the invaders to the body. It enhances every physiological system in your body. And then we have nourishing your body. Food is fuel. I dedicate a whole chapter to this in my book. Um, broccoli sprouts, they're one of the best things and vegetables that you could possibly eat to help fight cancer, cancer cells. And these antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties, these phytochemicals that help to support our body in every, every metabolic function. And that's just an example of one, right? Like pomegranates help with inflammation in the body. Chronic inflammation is what poses degenerative disease. That is like early onset. And then we go to med meditation, getting the mind right, get going, taking a deep dive into your internal world. So that falls into the bucket of mental and emotional um, breath work, helping your energetic system. So we have energy, breath work helps with that. And visualization, affirmations, journaling, speaking, you know, writing, reading, doing these things to get the mind right and doing hobbies that help getting out in nature also helps with getting the mind right and your entire body getting in tone with frequency of nature and the earth, the natural rhythm it's in our DNA and spirituality. What do you practice? What do you believe in? If you don't believe in anything, figure it out. There is a higher power. You got to trust and have faith that there's a higher power. I personally believe in God, whatever you believe in that it's for your best and highest good and for the greater of the collective. Then you have the energetics, energetics, your human energy system. How can you enhance your life force energy? Literally all of the things that I just spoke about. And since energy is everything, that ties all of the buckets together. And that is also part of my methodology called the sacred connection method. That is what I teach other people. That is my foundation of how I help others with their healing and health journeys. And that leads me to where I'm at today, <laughs> where I write, speak, teach on what you can do when you're going through serious health adversities and it complements your life. I teach you these different tools and modalities to get you to tap into your inner healing powers, your, your inner wisdom, pairing it with modern science and helping you to thrive in life and know and release those really deep-seated, low-vibration emotions so that you can allow them to surface and be released through your body and your energy field because these physical ailments start from the energetic field and it works and it seeps its way into the physical body. And this is not overnight. This is a period of time and things that we have to work through. And so in 2020, I was going for a scheduled ultrasound just to get checked up on. And I am 10 years in remission. And the doctors 
or actually the technician, she found a nodule on the right side of my thyroid, very small. And they told me, Hey, you're going to have to get a biopsy. I'm like, what? And this is when everything was going on in the world with the pandemic. I'm like, what the F are you talking about? And, you know, this is when I was doing my healing work too, but I don't think it was deep enough. And now I've gotten very deep into the healing journey and I understand why now. And, you know, the, the throat chakra has a lot to do with speaking your truth and communication. And that was something that I was still working on after the thyroid surgery that I had the first time at age 20 and finding out that it was cancer. I still blocked it out and didn't really go through that trauma. And now I have. And, you know, so the doctors were like, you have another nodule we see. And I'm like, oh God, I had a mental breakdown in the car after that. And that was kind of my breakthrough moment actually. And where kind of like all these things I've learned came together and really taking a deep dive into like my spiritual journey and the healing And when I was able to do that, it really helped me to build even more resiliency and just trust and know that it's all going to be good because it is. And now it's been three years and I'm 100% good. The the nodule is still there. However, I am working on that and I am trying to get that to disappear and see and ever. And, um, so when they did the biopsies, they were like, okay, I, and I had to wait by the way, four weeks to get the results back. So talk about real resiliency and mindset, toughness, mental toughness. And, um, so I was doing a lot of work around that and I really had to be aligned and strong in those moments. And finally the doctor got back to me and my, um, oncologist endo chronologist. And he said, so I have good news, um, but you have to make a decision. And I was like, okay. He's like, you, we weren't able to tell if it was like, basically the results were inconclusive. And I was like, well, this is good news. I don't have cancer. So amazing. And I'm not going through that surgery again. And he goes, we have one of two options. And I already knew I listen to my gut all the time. I have a really great instinct. And this is something that I teach people to work on. I knew what the answer was already going to be on my end. And I wanted to hear what he had to say. So he said, number one, we could, if you literally cannot deal with this mentally, we could go through the surgery, remove your whole thyroid, and then put you on thyroid medication and go through, you know, and just keep it at that. I was like, and in my head, I'm like, no. And then I didn't say anything. And then he goes, number two could be, we just say, okay, cool. We're going to rock this out. Obviously I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) We're going to go through this and you're going to get your, instead of every year, we're going to go to every six months And you're going to get your ultrasounds every six months. We don't have to do the biopsy and no surgery. I'm like, I'll take the second option for a thousand, please. And he started laughing. And, you know, he said, I said, if, you know, I was your daughter, what would you recommend? 
And he said the second option, 100%. And I was like, so grateful in that moment because I already knew that that was going to be the answer. And I can sit here happily and say, I have graduated to, so we did that for two years and I've graduated to every year now back to normal and thyroid function is amazing. I feel great. I've never felt better. And, you know, I, I get to do what I love every day and still I have faith that I am fully going to heal this nodule. So, (laughs) and I looked up the energetic meaning behind nodules. Um, and that's also part of what I do. Like there's energetic meaning behind different body parts and diseases. And so I looked it up and it was denial of success. And I'm like, oh, really? So I've been doing a lot of work around that and allowing success to come to me and being open and receiving that success, which is really cool. And, you know, I'm can happily say that I'm now, I created a business out of it, holistic human performance. I am helping coach people through these really tough times, working through these emotions of, you know, what brought on potentially these root causes, uh, uh, the energetic root causes of their degenerative disease, doing energetic healings and really stepping into this true essence of what I do and what I love to do. And um, this also brought me to creating, I actually changed the name. So it originally was called Cancer Freedom Program, but now I have changed the name because I like cancer cancer freedom fear program. I wanted to really just make that known that this is really, yes, we're going over exercises. We're going over nutrition. We're, but this is going to be the emotional component where, and tapping into your own spirituality and your root energetic, where you're at right now and releasing the fear of a cancer reoccurrence or whatever degenerative disease it may be, but obviously this is mainly for cancer. So if you're someone who is battling cancer, someone who is a survivor, a cancer survivor and dealing with the journey after, someone who is a caregiver and watching your loved one go through it, someone who is fearful because it runs in their family history, this program is going to be for you. It is going to be broken up into a six-week mass live stream masterclass. It'll be virtual only. And how I'm going to do this is week by week, we're going to be going over. So for example, week one, I'm going to be taking a deep dive into the history of cancer and the impact of today's society and where we're at today. How did it start? How did we get here? What's the energetic meaning behind cancer? And then from there, I'm going to bring you through the sacred connection method, each of those buckets that I spoke about. So the sacred physical connection, the sacred mental connection, the sacred uh, emotional connection, the sacred spiritual connection, and the sacred emotion, I'm sorry, the sacred energetic connection and those five buckets and bring you through all these different tools and modalities that are going to help you through serious tough times. When things get low, when things get tough, you have a toolbox, you have a kit and you're like, oh, I remember Jenna speaking about this. I'm going to go journal about this. I'm going to get deep. I'm going to go 
go for a walk outside. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get on an exercise routine. So those things are meant to help you. And that is pretty much where I'm at. Uh, second book's almost done. It's called The Sacred Connection. That'll be released this year. And it's really obviously, honestly, the people who are going to be doing this Cancer Freedom Fear program are the ones that are going to get the Sacred Connection methodology first. And I'm really excited about it. And I will be donating proceeds to a cancer nonprofit organization. I am thinking Immerman Angels because I really like how they tap on the emotional component and how they have, and I am an Immerman Angel and mentor where I help people through that emotional component where they need to access me and, and talk about it. And I will be your coach along the way. You will have 100% access to me during this program. And we're going to really, I'm going to be holding space for you all to really work through these really tough emotions and releasing this fear of cancer. And I really hope this helps. It'll be starting February 13th. So you can sign up now and I will be giving away a discount code, which is babes 15. So you can get a discount on the cancer freedom fear program. Sorry, tongue twister. <laughs> I had to change the name because I really wanted it to be directed to the, to the people that it was calling out to. And um, you have two options. You can pay in full and use the discount code, or you can do a payment plan and still use the discount code BABES15. So I really, really hope to see you all there. Please reach out to me. Uh, I will put the full recording. You can always find this on my YouTube channel, Jenna Bradshaw. You can check me out on social media on Instagram at Jenna Bshaw, G-E-N-A-B-S-H-A-W, or the business account at Holistic HP. And then everything is on my website, holistichumanperformance.co. So please reach out if you have any questions. It's going to be amazing. Oh, and I might, I just might be making, if those of you who haven't heard, I created an essential oil infusion line. I am going to be making a special essential oil for releasing the fear of cancer and for those who need it the most and plant medicine. So the way I make these, I grow some of the herbs myself. And if not, they are ethically sourced and organic and non-GMO and 100% ethically made. Um, they're from Star Botanicals. They're amazing if you wanted any herbs from them. And I really... I infuse them into oil and that is how I make the essential oil infusion and plant medicine holds so much healing properties. And I do talk about this in my book as well and aromatherapy and how essential oils actually do help with anti-cancer properties. So lavender, rosemary, grapefruit, all of these different essential oils, peppermint have specific modalities. I'll actually read it to you. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So this is on page 
53. So these are five essential oils that contain anti-cancer properties. Number one, frankincense. Anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer properties boosts immune system, reduces stress, and a pain reliever. Number two, lavender. Supports cancer healing anti-tumoral, inhibits cell growth, antibacterial, and relaxation. Three, myrrh, anti-inflammatory properties, healthy hormone balance, pain reliever, and antifungal. Four, peppermint, relieves antioxidant, <clears throat> I'm sorry, reveals antioxidant and cancer inhibiting properties, suppresses growth of tumors, anti-angiogenic properties, antiseptic, antimicrobial components. Number five, turmeric, curcumin, which is the compound found to inhibit enzymes like COX2 that causes inflammation that can lead to cancer, cuts cancer cells off of their fuel and oxygen, oxygen source, stops the spread of cancer cells, promotes cell death of cancer cells, and many more beneficial properties. So that is why I created an essential oil infusion line because there's so many chemicals and on average, women specifically put about 1200 chemicals on their body daily. Okay. So <clears throat> if you're someone that wears makeup every day, like what's in the makeup, honestly, if you cannot pronounce what's in them, you probably shouldn't be putting it on your skin or eating it. And that is why I created an essential oil infusion line, because it also can help in cancer prevention and, you know, also being very, it, it enhances your well-being and your energy levels, putting oil on your body or in your hair. It's a ritual, at least for me. And I love the feel and it smells great. You know, um, I created, so I have the bigger bottles that are, uh, 22 and I have the smaller bottles, um, the minis that I have with mini candles that you can use as like a ritual if you wanted to make like, I don't know, an altar, maybe like you're going through opening um, your heart chakra, which specifically I'm doing right now and making an altar and you're adding that essential oil onto the candle and maybe you're putting some herbs on there, dried herbs, and you're going through a ritual, or maybe you're about to meditate. You want to drop it in your hand, rub it in your hand, smell it, drop it on the candle, light the candle, um, breath work. Maybe you're going to yoga, things like that. And using it very ritually, um, maybe you're journaling and you want to put, you know, drops of the essential oil in your aromatherapy diffuser, anything like that is going to be great. So that is why I created it. And I really hope that all this resonates with you. You can reach out to me with any questions. If you want to order, just DM me or email me. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. So I hope you guys enjoyed this pretty long episode. Uh, again, like, share, subscribe, share this with anyone you think would benefit. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.